Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast Podcast. I am Liz Loza, and today I am joined by none other than Dalton Daldon. What is that, Triple D? Uh, not much, Liz. Good talking with you. But the season both flew by and took forever. Somehow we're at the end. And yeah, talking week 17. What's up? How's it going? Uh, how was your Christmas? It was good. No complaints. I mean, obviously really quiet compared to previous years, but um, it came and went. And honestly, my wife does all the hard work. I'm just buried in basketball overlapping with, with fantasy football has yeah. been insane for me. So all props to my wife, Carly. She, she really handled all the bulk of the work there. But what about you, Super Mom? I mean, you're dealing with all that. <laughs> First of all, like Dalton Del Don, number one co-host in my heart and number one husband among all others. This, you gave props to your wife and called me a super mom in the same moment. I am not dealing with, thank you for that. Uh, I am not dealing with basketball and fantasy football. But yes, we did have our last episode of Fantasy Football Live two days after Christmas, which right. ended up to be a really loose and fun show that I thoroughly enjoyed. And the I said this on the Sunday Night Pod uh, with Matt that, the work that our crew, our producers, our editors, everyone has done this year has been absolutely awesome. But in terms of Christmas itself, like I have to admit, like in my head, I was like, this is my first day off. This is my first day off, even though there was football on. It's my first day off and I don't know, since August, right? And yet I was so tired and had to be in such like cheery mom mode that I think on the 26th, I finally got my first like exhalation but it, it was great my kids like still very much enjoy Santa and he certainly came and that was evidence through like the amount of presents under the tree was direct evidence of the retail therapy that I think a lot of people experienced <laughs> this particular year totally but- yeah my son yeah, no, no. The Chris, the the Santa thing is is great. At this, for our our kids' age, is this is, this is amazing. Same, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you'll notice that uh, our Christmas card probably be arriving today or tomorrow. That's how messed up this season's been. We're a couple weeks late on that. So uh, did yeah, you get mine yet? If you didn't get mine well, yet, I, I we you did. We just did, and uh, yes, okay. we just did, and yeah, we we will beat you on the lateness of, of that. Even so, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you and raise you two weeks later than that. So well, that is. A- Perfect segue because we are going to be talking a little bit of betting. Dalton Zeldon is obviously he and Scott Pianowski have handled the wagering aspect of the podcast, but I am excited to join in because it's something I've dabbled in, um, but am by no means the shark that 3D is here. So I'm, I'm going to learn a little something. I'm excited to play some DFS this week. Our game, our daily game, has some really interesting prices, and we're going to get to all that. And there are obviously some interesting matchups, especially with inactive starting to roll in. Not that that's not something we haven't dealt with all season, but, you know, it's also uh, an extra added factor of rest is is folded into week 17. So let's get in on it. As always, this week's odds are from our friends at BetMGM, who have a deal going right now. New users get a $25 bonus upon registration. No deposit required and can be used immediately and receive a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 with their first deposit. You can sign up for that at betmgm.com slash yahoo. Again, betmgm.com slash yahoo. And make sure to use the promo code sportsbook when you make your first deposit. Promo valid for new users in New Jersey, West Virginia, Indianapolis, Tennessee, or Colorado that are 21 years or older. And of course, as always, terms apply. All right, let's get to it. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. This game is interesting because it has postseason implications for the Indianapolis Colts. We know that Jonathan Taylor uh, has been on an absolute tear over the month of December. And the Jaguars are a defense that will give it to you all the ways. 
through the air on the ground. Right now, uh, the over-under on this game is at 49.5. So that's a pretty decent number of points available. I'm going to say also that Philip Rivers is an interesting value play at $29. But is he someone, when you're noting the matchup, this, we, we like the Jacksonville matchup because it is so generous in all the ways, but also it can become tricky because is it Philip Rivers who's the value at 29 We know he could pass a ton, but will he with Jonathan Taylor, who is $29 in our daily game, heating up so vigorously down the stretch here? So P and I usually talk about how we don't like the double-digit spreads, stay away from them. So I would lean the same way here. I, I would give the 14 points if I'm going to pick this game just because Jacksonville's been so bad defensively. They've obviously um, really given up on that side of the ball. Mike Glennon, I believe, is going to get the start yeah. here. There's no James Robinson. You can't really pivot to any backup running back there, unfortunately. Jonathan Taylor is the guy here. DFS, $29. To me, that's cheap. I have him as my third-ranked uh, fantasy back this week. Um, it should be noted left tackle Anthony Costanzo is out of this game Mm -hmm. but still I mean against Jacksonville big favorites uh, at home Taylor has gone from uh uh-oh is he Trent Richardson to oh he looks like a future star pretty much over the last month breaking tackles like crazy so fire him up in DFS um, fire him up you're playing him in week 17 and you bring up a a good point about Rivers Uh, the matchup's great but the concern is uh, do they need to pass the ball at all in the second half when they're nursing a big lead And you're mentioning the double-digit spread because the Colts are favored by 14 points. So then the assumption would be, in fact, that Rivers won't need to pass a ton and Jonathan Taylor will absorb all of the production. Yeah, it's a great setup for Taylor. The matchup, the game script, how well he's been playing. The team needs to win. They're motivated. I mean, they might be one of, I think, just the third team in NFL history to win 11 games and not make the playoffs. Uh, but they're certainly going to win regardless. So, And, and, and Taylor's going to have a monster year. And uh, he's going to be climbing up draft boards next year for sure. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll be talked about as a you know, first-round pick next year. Absolutely. Let's move on to our second matchup. Another game with a uh, playoff postseason implications between the Cowboys and the Giants. This NFC East is making things interesting in a really ugly way. The Cowboys (laughs) are favored by three in this one. Um, I don't really, you know, if the Cowboys win and the Washington football team loses, then Dallas makes it into the playoffs. It is interesting. And Matt and I talked on Sunday night about how Andy Dalton has finally added stability to the offense. So we are starting to see, the uh, passing game in particular click a little bit more. Ezekiel Elliott's coming off of a, a solid effort after, you know, Tony Pollard was the star two weeks ago. Whether it's the calf injury, whether it's motivation, whether it's something else, we're not entirely sure. It is also interesting to see Andy Dalton distributing these targets evenly among the receiving core. Though, if we're talking DFS, I am and if we're spinning towards 2021, and maybe this is a little bit of a take lock, I'm looking at Michael Gallup at only $16, especially given that this uh, this matchup has massive implications for the postseason and for a lot of jobs that are in play. Yeah, it was nice to finally see all three receivers uh, go off in the same game last week, uh, despite Amari Cooper dropping the touchdown. Um yeah, Gallup's looks great. I mean, he's going to be the guy to, I would say, the guy to target next year in drafts because he'll be the cheapest of the three wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And to me, he's, uh, you know, right on par talent-wise. Um, yeah, this is an interesting game, a, a must-win game. I would take the plus three at home against the Giants. Uh, they're just, their defense has been feisty. It's... Um, Obviously, their offense has been pretty ugly and, and a hobble Daniel Jones. Um, the DFS guy, I, I like Darius Slayton. I don't think we're going to see 100% Darius Slayton. We have not seen in the last couple months, and we're obviously not going to see him until next year. But at $13 in our game, he's still getting the volume. Shepard has emerged as the number one guy there. But if you're looking for a cheap wide receiver play, and obviously Dallas's defense certainly hasn't been a, a problem, an obstacle. So Darius Slayton at $13 would be my kind of cheap DFS play here in this game. Oh, that is pretty uh inexpensive three dollars less than Gallup I guess the reason I like Gallup also is that oh I like Gallup too sorry that James Bradbury is going to cover for the most part Amari Cooper which should open things up for for Gallup and he is a boom bust play but it's week 17 so why not go big um we got to talk about going big we got to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers who were going big for most of the season until they hit a pretty large and concerning sized speed bump and we're able to you know turn it around last week but 
The Steelers are at Cleveland, and this is another division game with postseason implications. Right now, the Browns are, in fact, favored by 10. Yeah, so ob- when that spread came out, you got to say, uh-oh, obviously Pittsburgh's probably going to rest their guys. And sure enough, it looks mm. like Mason Rudolph is getting the start here. And uh, so originally I was like, oh, man, um, looking at the Browns defense, they're priced at $12, 12. in our DFS. Yeah. So that's where the, the, the pivot is if you're facing, you know, unexpected backups in, in Pittsburgh. So I rank them as a, a top five fantasy D, really like them in DFS. Having said that, there are just kind of recent reports right before we're, we're recording this about a COVID outbreak in Cleveland. So all bets may be off there. Who knows? That game is is the main concern in Week 17 right now. But we've come so far, Liz. I'm sure the NFL will get it done. Uh, by the way, that's remarkable that we actually have accomplished this season. But that is a concern is the one game there. And if they have to miss a bunch more players, obviously that spread will come down from, from 10 points. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's an odd one where we're trying to, to predict motivation and who will be available. So that's that's a clear stay away if you're trying to make a bet right now. Definitely a situation to keep your eye on because obviously last week the receiving core was decimated um, by COVID-related situations. Um, and I would say again that Austin Hooper, if he is clear to play, is another good shot this week because of all of the injuries to the um, Steelers linebacking core and because they'll be sitting their starters anyway. So, you know, you might have a little bit more depth. And if uh, some of those wide receivers, Jarvis Landry, I believe, is $30 in our game. So if he doesn't come off the list... Um, now I think you could pivot to, as Dalton said, to the $12. That's what I put in my lineup, the $12 Cleveland defense. Or, uh, if you're looking for some maneuverability at tight end, which we're looking for every week, Austin Hooper still has a solid floor. Even the last week, like given all the 15 targets, you didn't do a whole heck of a lot with them, but at least it was something. Oh yeah. yeah. 15 targets and tight end positions. So weak for sure. I, I definitely like Hooper for sure. New Orleans Saints at Carolina Panthers, Carolina is uh, in the news for other reasons. Let's just, you know, the the idea that there is some interest in Dwayne Haskins from Carolina is maybe the ultimate in ironies, given that Ron Rivera just cut him. Um, but let's talk about the Saints at Panthers here. Um, right now, this over-under is set at 47 and a half, and the Saints are six and a half point favorites. We have to imagine that resting starters is going to be folded into this effort as well. Yeah, exactly. I would take the points in the home dog here. Panthers play, coming off a good defensive game, obviously benefited by Washington's quarterback. Two in a row, actually, because they yeah. pressured Rodgers a lot the week before as well. That's a great point because no other team has been able to pressure Rodgers all season. So, yeah, that Carolina defense is probably playing better than the public uh, understands. And New Orleans, yeah, lack of motivation, get them outdoors. And still Drew Brees playing. Yeah, who knows the situation with uh, how much he's going to play and with the ribs and all that. So I like the points in the home dog here. And when you originally said the Panthers were in the news, I thought you were going to talk about Russell Okun getting his uh, contract paid oh, sure. in Bitcoin. Come on. That's my favorite athlete. Come on. I'm a, I'm a fellow guy who likes to stack sats himself. So I'm all in on <laughs> Russell Okun and Bitcoin. Come on. That's the news here. Anyway, You're right. carry on. My, my, carry on. My apologies. My apologies. I, I'm going to have to get some. Maybe that's like the next level off season. Can we do a Bitcoin podcast where you teach me about I'm in. investing? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Well, while you are projecting your fake money. Can you also tell me uh, where you would maybe project to take Christian McCaffrey in 2021? Also recognizing that the amount of touches that he has had led to an eventual cascade of injuries. Now, some people might at me and say, like, you don't know that that's for sure. But let's just also say he had a lot of touches and then uh, was hurt numerous times throughout the season. Are you worried at all about the durability? Or do you think this is a bounce back situation for an ultra athletic uh, elite player at the position. Yeah, so Devontae Adams and Dalvin Cook are going to be right there, but in full PPR, the season he had last year, CMC is going to be right in the conversation. I, I just think it's going to come down to personal preference. It'll be an interesting year, one that maybe the top of everyone's draft board isn't the same like it was this year. So mm-hmm. um, I, I could abs- I wouldn't give anyone a hard time if they're like, nope, I'm just going to ignore the injuries this year. Run- injuries happen, go back to make him top of my draft board and PPR would, wouldn't bat an eye at that. Or if someone w- would share your concerns and maybe take him fourth or fifth. All, all of that is w- would be totally fine to me. But he's still in the first round. There's no way he's dropping out of it, right? No way. Oh, in full PPR, there's no way he's dropping out of the top five. I mean, the targets he's getting was just a cheat code. So, I, yeah, I, think he's, I don't think he's falling out of top five in PPR. Obviously, Dalton, you normally pod with Scott. I'm him 
this particular week, but he did hit on a prop last week, and I want to give him a shout-out. The prop was that Taysom Hill would score a touchdown. Do you think that happens now again in Week 17? Yeah, I, like I said, I have no clue what they're going to do with the quarterback situation here. Banged up Breeze, they don't, not a must win. So I could absolutely see Taysom Hill getting some more action here. And I mean, he's just used at the goal line, even if when Breeze does play. So I could see it again. But yeah, props to PNL for, for calling that one last week. Uh, the New York Jets are coming off their second win of the season, and they're traveling to the New England Patriots, who are uh, not coming off of their second win of the season. Um Do you think that the Jets will be able to keep this hot streak alive? They are only three-point underdogs. Yeah, ugly game, man. This did not go. (laughs) This was actually one of the was uh, I earmarked this a few weeks ago as one of the more interesting games of the season. If the Jets were entering this game winless, I wanted to see if Belichick could out tank them and just because he didn't want Trevor Lawrence in his division for the next uh, 10 years. But it didn't come to that. So unfortunately, both teams are probably going to try to win this game. Um, I would take the Patriots plus three just because of the coaching and the Adam Gase mismatch. But this over under is super low. I mean, it's certainly not exciting to use any players in DFS or anything. But um, yeah, what what is that? I mean, boy, I, I had it as 50 50 as far as who's going to look better, Brady or the Patriots this year. And I couldn't have gone more diametrically different ways. Yeah, it, it's been an unraveling and unspooling of so many things. I Just like as a side note, I was listening to an episode of the Yahoo NFL podcast and Charles Robinson made a point about Cam Newton. And I thought it was, it really resonated for me because he said that watching Cam be this version of himself, not even not the Superman, but just whatever this is right now is not only not fun and disappointing, but also like not good for football. Like just doesn't, doesn't really amp anyone up. And and I, I don't know, I thought that that was a really beautifully and brilliantly stated point because we want to see these Goliaths on the field. We want to see, even though, you know, we have the different squads and the divisions and rivals, but ultimately we, we like underdog stories. We like um, redemption efforts. And for Cam, it's a, it's a tricky one because I think a lot of people were rooting for Cam. They just weren't rooting for the Patriots. And now that the Patriots have fallen, the Death Star has exploded, if you will. It's kind of sad because we didn't want Cam attached to that fall. And especially think back to what was that week two or three when he's in Seattle on Sunday night throwing for 400 yards. And it's like, wow, not only is he getting it done running, but he's throwing the ball downfield with these receivers. It was like super impressive. I couldn't believe he was doing that after the layoff. And now, yeah, it hasn't exactly gone as planned since then. Um, And he also, you know, we keep keep hearing about his schedule. He goes to bed at 12, gets up at four and he's living in the the team's, uh, you know, the, the, the film room. So I was rooting for him. It's unfortunate. And yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what New England does at that quarterback position entering next year. For sure. Uh, Let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings at Detroit Lions. So we know Dalvin Cook won't play in this one. Alexander Madison is $17 in DFS, the Detroit Lions. Defense uh, has been generous throughout most of the year anyway. Matt Stafford, probably going to get shut down in this one. I was surprised that he played two weeks ago, but I'm I'm guessing they're going to shut him down. We know Kenny Galladay is not going to return. So this becomes an interesting DFS play because the over under the projected point total is set at 54 and a half. So that there, there seem to be a lot of points available, but I don't know how they're going to get them with so many starters not available. Yeah, so this is interesting. Mike Boone's $13, and this is just kind of breaking news about the uh, the Dalvin Cook situation. So if Madison gets cleared and he's back from his uh, concussion issues, $18, you're using him for sure against Detroit. They've allowed the most rushing touchdowns this season and the most yards per attempt uh, passing. Now, that's quite a combo. They're last in DVOA. They've allowed the most yards per play this season, the most yards per play the last three weeks. That's just a defense that's given up. So, yeah, I mean, even if Vikings aren't starting all their their number ones, you're still, I'm firing up Madison if he gets the, the go-ahead here. And then on the other side, DeAndre Swift is $24, and he's uh, he's plenty usable too. Uh, a little bit more valuable in full PPR, but, man, he'll be, he's an exciting player, uh, especially a guy that I'd certainly be targeting in fantasy draft tables entering 2021. And it also, in case anyone isn't aware, that this game does not have any postseason implications. So this is just two bad division rivals. Well, the Vikings weren't bad on the on balance and they just came across them 
some tough matchups, but two, uh, two division rivals playing, just playing out the season, thinking about maybe their golf plans. Oh, can you golf now? Yeah, I guess you can golf in January. Um, the Atlanta Falcons at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another division, uh, rival matchup. In this one, the, the point total is 50 and a half. Um, we have to imagine that Leonard Fournette and Rojo will both probably be in this game. And one of them will be a DFS value. Yeah, Ronald Jones, $25. So he's a little bit more expensive than even DeAndre Swift. Coming off a broken finger and the COVID list. And he comes off the field on third down. So I don't know. You could probably find better values uh, this week against the Falcons defense that sometimes plays great. They look great for stretches. Uh, Weird, these two teams just faced each other uh, three weeks ago. Uh, Brady's last four quarters are out of control. The final two quarters against his Falcons and then the the first two against the the Lions. Um, I don't know how much he'll play in this game, though. Uh, another kind of guy like in this DFS is Hayden Hurst at thirteen dollars, um, facing the Bucks defense. That's typically a lot. They're very, very tough to run against, and the Falcons can't run against anyone. So they have to throw the ball. Obviously, no Julio. So if you're looking for a cheap tight end, Hayden Hurst at thirteen dollars. I think he scored in the last two games as well. Yeah, he's been up and down. Not a lot of target volume. That's the problem with her. No. He's very touchdown dependent, but that is the state of tight ends in 2020 or you know the modern era. Um, I like that you mentioned how how much you think any of these Bucks are going to play because obviously Tampa Bay has clinched and you have to imagine that you don't want to risk injury, especially when you are in such a tight window as you are with the talent in Tampa Bay to risk any sort of injuries and to let your 40, what, 43-year-old quarter, 43, is he 44 now? Yeah, I think, yeah, 43 and a half. Close. <laughs> 43 all, and a half. Whatever he's doing is remarkable, man. <laughs> it's just unprecedented. No I, I, crazy. Did you see the um the meme of like Tom Brady still playing football and like his former teammate who's now a coach a, a position coach I believe for the Lions like the side by side they're the exact same age uh, Oh and, wow that's funny No I didn't check And funny. like played I... together and won a Super Bowl together and Tom Brady is like yeah. still playing ball and he's like on the sideline like the position yeah, coach in crazy. Detroit I believe uh, it's fascinating, but uh, yes, I think for the for DFS purposes, I, this is an outing that I am staying away from. There isn't anything unless you're feeling frisky again with Hayden Hurst, or you need some value there that um that I would want to mess with because I'm not quite sure about the availability of these different players. Yeah, when you don't know the games of motivation, a team one team's already locked and the other team's locked out of the playoffs. Yeah, I'd rather the ones you know the motive. Jonathan Taylor, the Colts really need a win. I definitely feel more more comfortable using them in DFS in Week 17. And I'm glad the Dalvin Cook situation is no longer there because I like oh that matchup with the Lions. He was going to be hard to pass in DFS, but mm-hmm. they had no motivation. The Vikings, who knows, they could go out there and sit him after the first drive. So at least uh, fantasy managers don't have that quandary now. That so I, yeah, I would like to. Yeah, it's a great point, Liz. Uh, for DFS, really try to if possible pick the games where you know the teams will be motivated to place their their starters 60 minutes and next up is the ravens um who are traveling to cincinnati and the ravens are in a must-win situation here now we have to imagine that they'll be able to do it against cincinnati who had more fight in them last week than i think anyone anticipated um so now you've got the baltimore ravens i personally like the idea if you're looking for a cheap flex Gus Edwards is someone that is only $17 in our game. And if you need to find some value with the flex, we know what um, we know that the Cincinnati Bengals give up a ton of yards per carry to opposing rushers. I think somewhere about five, 5.1 on the season. Lamar Jackson, yes, is going to get his right. But I think that if you're looking for like a quick, a quick value pick, um, Gus Edwards could be it because you have to imagine there's going to be a lot of running against the Bengals in this one. Yeah, you got to like the game script here. Nearly two touchdown favorites. I probably would lay the points here as well just because of the motivation. And yeah, you're right, Cincinnati putting up points last week. But Baltimore beats up on these bad teams Mm. and obviously a quarterback situation there in Cincinnati is still an issue. So uh, Gus Edwards is a, is a fine pivot. Um, all the other players seem to be priced uh, pretty pretty uh, appropriately. Marquise Brown coming on at the end of the year. Um, obviously going to go down as a big disappointment, but nice to see him at least reach the end zone here with some consistency down the stretch. Lamar Jackson at $34 in our daily game. How are you feeling about that one? It's, it's interesting to me because you've got Kirk Cousins, who we've already discussed, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, all at the same price. But to me, you know, the 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 Texans aren't really uh they aren't fighting for anything we'll talk about their matchup in a second but the Texans aren't fighting for anything other than pride especially after JJ Watts um 
impassioned post-game speech last week. But I think Lamar Jackson here would be an interesting play if I wanted to to pay up a little bit for a quarterback. Totally. Looking at this now, he might be the play at 34 because Josh Allen is the highest Mm -hmm. and he might sit some of that game. Aaron Rodgers is at Chicago. I have Lamar as my number one tight end. I'm sorry, QB this week. Um, He's been going crazy, been running the ball. Cincinnati, bad defense. They should be motivated to to keep him in there. So um, I'm with you. 34, that is actually a pretty good, pretty good target there at quarterback in Yahoo's DFS game this week. Another team in the hunt who surprisingly has the exact same record as the Baltimore Ravens is the Miami Dolphins. Can you believe if you would have said Dalton at the top of the year, the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens would have the same record. Would you have believed it? You would have like slammed the door in my face, right? Crazy. Yeah. I would not have believed that. No. So the Dolphins are traveling to Buffalo and obviously Buffalo has clinched. Uh, They're first in the AFC East, but as I mentioned, the Dolphins are still very much in play here and the Bills are just one-point favorites in this matchup. So, yeah, not only the Dolphins have a surprising record, but their point differential plus 96 is legit. I mean, it's one of the best in all of football. So great, great coaching there. And they've done it while trying to develop probably their, their number two quarterback for a, a majority of it. So really, really solid coaching job there in Miami. And you look at the spread here, and it's pretty clear that there's word has gotten out that Josh Allen and company mm-hmm. are not going to play the full game here with Miami. Uh, just, you know, one point spread here. So I'll take that as a sign. And I, I would back the Dolphins here and um, obviously uh, try to avoid Buffalo and DFS because uh, that to me signifies that there's going to be plenty of rest in this game. Especially Cole Beasley's week to week. I mean, they don't want to mess around there uh, with with the one seed, uh, you know, unattainable now. Um, really interesting team, intriguing team, Buffalo. I hope they are healthy entering the playoffs because, man, they're they're the they're the team that could you know could give Kansas City a, a run there. This offense is quite impressive. You also mentioned Cole Beasley, obviously being banged up, and we know that uh, John Brown had. Various injuries throughout the season and them ended and then ended up on the COVID reserve list. And we've also seen, and I think this is something to keep in mind, players that Ronald Jones, for example, that come off of the COVID reserve list, maybe take a minute to um, get back to shape. So even if they are activated, there's a bit of a lull in production as they are returning to full football shape. So I think that that's um, something to keep an eye on. And when you're mentioning the rest, I, I would imagine, like, would you take the Dolphins defense here on the assumption that the Bills would are resting their side, starters? Uh, $19, yes, I, dollars, I, though, so it's kind of high. Yeah, right. I think it could, yeah, I'd probably lean more toward uh, the Browns a little bit lower. But yes, I do like them this week with, uh, yeah, we could see some Matt Barkley, Jake Fromm. Yeah, that could could be ugly for sure. Uh, one thing I point out, I want to point out with the Bills is their defense has been really disappointing in general this season. But they've come on down the stretch mm-hmm. here. They've actually allowed the fewest yards per play the last three weeks entering the postseason. Now that helps playing the the Patriots one of those three games, but still their defense is coming on. They're an intriguing team uh, entering the playoffs for sure. The Los Angeles Chargers are at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now the Chargers may not be playing for the postseason, but I have to imagine Anthony Lynn is playing for his job here. So we'll see how that bears out, especially against this Chiefs squad that is expected to rest their starters. Um, we don't really know. Andy Reid hasn't said who exactly will be rested, but we are imagining that it's probably Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes as well. Yeah, I I would not want to play any Chiefs in DFS, but I will. I would actually go contrarian if I were going to go to the betting table here and take the Chiefs at plus 3.5. And they have one final time to win some money betting against Anthony Lynn. Uh, even if the Chargers get a lead here, they'll just, run, oh, wow. they'll just run it up the middle, whatever. They'll make it. I don't try to figure out how it's going to happen, but take the three and a half points here. And, and even the Chiefs backups will somehow cover that spread. I'm telling you, Anthony Lynn will get it done. That is a very salient point. Justin Herbert is $33 in our daily game. And I was intrigued by Herbert because obviously Herbert came in, like he emerged in a massive zeitgeist grabbing way against that, against the Chiefs earlier in the season. Remember that game went to overtime and he oh, yeah. was one of the, the first, nobody expected this rookie quarterback to, to put the, uh, the massive Kansas City Chiefs on their heels. And he did that. Obviously the Chiefs ended up winning in overtime, but it was still an incredible effort. And part of me really wants to see the real matchup of this one. And I do think that Herbert 
I said this on FFL last week. Like, I would love to see Anthony Lynn just sprinkle in a little bit of DGAF and let Herbert with his arm. Like, let's take away Keenan Allen for a second. Let's take away uh, Mike Williams, who's, you know, had a bad back forever for a minute and, like, see what he could do. Like, which we've seen him at various points of the season elevate these lesser known pass catchers. And I'd love to see that in a matchup that doesn't matter. Just to um, just as an evaluation. Yeah, Tyron Johnson was one of those sleeper receivers I yep. kind of liked last week. Didn't come through. Donald Parham kind of disappointed some DFS uh, players last week as well. But Justin Herbert, man, I'm so excited to see him get a different coach next year. I think he obviously looks like a future star. So, um, yeah, fun player. One of the uh, the nicest surprises of this year. I certainly didn't expect him to to emerge like that. And, and next year, as I expect, different coaching staff. Um, start throwing the ball on first downs. Expect a big fantasy season from him, especially since he runs too, which is an absolute requirement of all your fantasy QBs these days. Next up are the 12 and three Packers versus the eight and seven Bears. Now, obviously, the Packers have already clinched and the Bears are in. Oh, God. They're in the hunt. It's so weird as a Bears fan to actively root against your team to make the playoffs so that you can have a new squad heading into 2021 because you're not ever going to go anywhere in the playoffs, even if you do manage to fight your way through. But this is the uh, finale, I guess, if you're not a Bears fan, maybe you're looking at this as the finale of the Aaron Rodgers MVP tour. The available points in this one are 51 and a half. So again, we should have something here. Do you, like, Aaron Rodgers is fascinating, though, because, again, the point total is 51 and a half. So there's a, a certain number of points expected here. The Bears need to win. It's the oldest rival in football. But do you risk Aaron Rodgers' health, especially when you consider all the like little nicks and bruises that have, I'm thinking immediately of the calf injury a couple of years ago, that have truncated the Packers postseason in past? Um, yeah, that's a great, that is a great point, but they, yeah, they still need to win the game to secure home field. Aaron Rodgers has never oh, had right, home right. field, I believe in the NFC championship. He's never, never had home field. Um, and it, one could say, well, it sucks that they won't have the, the crowd there, but the weather matters so much for green Bay. And I'd also counter that part of the reason they are going to have that home field is because Rodgers has been so good on the road with those hard counts. So the lack of fans has helped him get that number one C or, or, or presumably get it, but this should be a close game the Bears are no pushover their defense is tough this is in Chicago I mean this spread is five and a half I mean you know it could even be closer so um I expect this to be a close game I would take the points David Montgomery um you tell me Liz uh you've probably watched him more than me is it been a a product of the schedule has he gotten better a little of both I mean he certainly looked better but is that just because the you know the opponent has allowed him to to, he's always been up there in the broken tackles do you think Montgomery the player's gotten better or has it just been a, a product of his environment I think it's been a confluence of many things I mean I wrote earlier a couple of weeks ago that it took not just planets but whole galaxies to align to get David Montgomery to play at this level. Yes, he is playing better, but we always talk about running back being a position of rhythm. And I think the early season injury to Tyree to Tariq Cohen helped him gain opportunity in the passing game and then he started to, you know, build a foundation, find a, a rhythm, um build on momentum, which I also believe is a thing. And so Last year, you saw a lot of Navy just scheming him straight up the middle, getting stuck regularly. We know the offensive line is not great in Chicago. And so I think now when you have the mobility that Trubisky provides, opening up some lanes for him and some optionality, as well as some rhythm and some confidence, you've now, and and some opportunities in the passing game, so some developmental skill growth, I think all of that contributed to him hitting a new level and a new stride. It's a good point about Cohen going out. I forgot about that. And remember the beginning of the year, it looked like he tore his groin to the point of he was a stay away. Mm. It looked like he suffered a severe injury in the preseason, but really a, a, a remarkable turnaround. His career, I basically have written him off, but he's looked great. He has another great matchup against the, the Packers team that invites you to, to run the ball too. So um, should be a fun game with playoff implications on the line. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, what a season. Uh, year two in Lafleur's system. Uh, might mm. win the MVP. Um, yeah. These, these aging quarterbacks, Rodgers and Brady, putting up monster seasons. The next matchup is one I'm actually very excited for because these are just two dynamic teams despite their individual and very different records. The Tennessee Titans 
obviously in the playoff hunt, need to win this one. The Houston Texans, on the other hand, playing for nothing but pride. We're watching this. We have watched over the length of this season, this Titans passing game start to click. Ryan Tannehill um, not just be a manager. He's connecting with Corey Davis, who I think, if we're talking about good plays, I love Corey Davis this week. He's coming off of a down effort last week, but he got that Jair Alexander treatment. And I don't think a lot of people really considered that when they were factoring him in, especially because he had, you know, had a bunch of big games prior to week 16. So I, I like him a lot in DFS this week. And I like the fact that there are, that there's something to play for in this one. I'm just looking up Davis's, he's $25 in our daily game. So if you're looking to save at receivers, because obviously there are a lot of higher end running backs like, oh, Derek Henry, that you might want to target. Derek Henry is $42 maybe find some balance there. How do you feel about like a Tennessee Titans stack this week? Yeah, especially with no Dalvin Cook. I think I'm definitely using Henry as a foundational piece, spending up for him there in DFS. Uh, this Texans team allowed 37 points to the Bengals last week. Um, yeah, so they, they've they been getting ran on like crazy, especially in the second halves of games. So um, I do like Henry. You could absolutely use uh, Tannehill as well. They should score a lot of points. The matchup's right. They're motivated. So totally fine with that. Corey Davis, a goose egg in the Sunday night game. Very frustrating. Hurt me in a couple fantasy playoff leagues. Um, but yeah, fully expect him to be bounced back. He's been a top 25 type fantasy receiver this year, even with the goose egg, uh, underrated player. Uh, could be uh, his last regular season game, actually, with Tennessee free agent. But um, like the Corey Davis call, definitely recommend using Henry and paying up for him in DFS. What about Deshaun Watson? I mentioned earlier that he, Kirk Cousins, and Lamar Jackson were all $34. And we decided that in that price bracket, Lamar Jackson, because of uh, because he was playing for something, was was the play but I can't I I keep wanting to put I'll probably have a lineup that has Watson in it because I keep wanting to put him in this one he's been so excellent all season and through no fault of his own his team is just where it's at yeah I could see using Henry and then coming back with Watson I took the seven and a half points here with the Texans just Mm. because Watson Watson's so so good and their defense is horrible but could see a backdoor cover and the Titans defense is not good either so I don't like laying more than a touchdown on a team without a a strong defense so I sure Watson should be playing from behind they can't run the ball anyway um David Johnson he's targeting and and maybe if you're really really desperate uh Aikens at tight end I think he's gonna have a a, a good I've been calling it seemingly every week but Um, if you're desperate tight end option there Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, but uh, good game from from Brandon Cooks, and yeah, Watson's awesome, man. I mean, he's having one of the best seasons that no one will talk about, is because the team's yeah. losing and is in a horrible environment. But he's he's uh, if you're starting an NFL franchise today, he would be one of the first four or five picks off the board. Raiders at Broncos is made for betters. There's nothing interesting about this game other than the fact that the projected point total is fifty and a half. Um, I, you know, none of these, neither of these teams, despite being division rivals, are are fighting for the postseason any longer. Um, and I just feel bad for them that they have to, you know, be in, in the same division as the Chiefs at this point. I like the Broncos at plus two and a, two and a half here. Still, Denver's not the easiest place to play, but I really like, uh, I'm going to stack Drew Locke and Jerry Judy cheaply oh, in DFS, man. 22 for Locke, 12 for Judy. Judy's coming off such an impressive performance last week. I mean, what wasn't to like? Um, yeah. I actually am just running, I'm actually running this back. I, I, I had this same stack in DFS last week, so I sadly watched all five of Judy's horrible drops, another 70-yard <laughs> touchdown, lock over through. And as I mentioned in the Harmon pod yesterday, the crazy thing about all the Judy drops wasn't just one in the uh, touchdown, but the other one would have resulted in overtime. So I mean, it could have been 10 more in- minutes of production from all those fantasy players, but instead the game was over because he dropped it at the end of the game. So very frustrating, but 15 targets. Uh, the Raiders can't stop anyone. Um, yeah, just $12. So uh, who knows with Hamler, had got concussed last week. So I, I'm still going back to, to, to Judy. Um, I don't know about next year when Sutton's there and, and all those drops may get in his head, but I, I'm running it back this week with those two. So uh, if you're really looking for some cheap options, lock and Judy. That, that is a bold, bold take. Also <laughs> an indictment on the lack of pass rush that the Raiders have that you feel that comfortable about. A connection between Locke and Judy, especially after last week. 
Oh yeah, the Ra- Raiders defense is is not good at all. They're yeah, they're one one of the one of the worst. In the They've allowed the fifth most yards per play this season. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a fine matchup. I know Locke is is obviously not the answer there long term, and he makes his mistakes. But I think in this matchup, one more uh, for the price to DFS week seventeen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to pivot that way. All right, next up, we have an NFC West division showdown that really shouldn't be happening, but here we are. Jared Goff will not be active for this game. His thumb is all banged up. I believe he's getting surgery on it. The Rams just re-signed Blake Bortles on Sunday night when Matt and I were talking about this in my head. I was like, I don't think Blake Bortles is in Los Angeles anymore. I was like trying to look up the the backup, and apparently Sean McVay had the same reaction because he's like, "We, I don't even know who the backup is. We can't use him. Let's get BB back. Uh, and also, you know, Kyler Murray has been banged up throughout the year. Towards the end of the year, um, he's got a leg issue, but he's expecting to uh, play in Week 17, especially given the postseason implications. Yep, it sounds like he is going to suit up. Obviously, that'd be big news if not. Uh, is it Bortles? Is it John Wolford, who's never thrown an NFL pass? Well, yeah, uh, this okay. is I mean, Cooper Cup is now going to miss this game, not to mention the Rams probably top two running backs. So it's a... Disastrous situation in the year for the Rams. Uh, their defense is is played so so well. So I, I actually am toward. I don't know, man. I would stay away from this game if I had to pick now. But it's Rams minus one. That spread seems about right. Uh, Malcolm Brown at eighteen dollars uh, at DFS uh, at home against a Cardinals team that made Jeff Wilson just go crazy last week. So he would be an interesting pivot, assuming he is the the lone remaining back there at the Rams. Of course, the game script would be better if they didn't have such a questionable situation at quarterback and no Cooper Cup too. So. Um, maybe you look at Josh Reynolds too, but again, the quarterback situation, it, it's yeah. ugly there. It's a, it's poor timing here for this to all hit the Rams at once. Uh, to me, from the betting standpoint, this is a stay away game. I don't really yeah. want to mess with anybody. I'm going to watch this game to see um, because of the NFC West and then maybe do a little bit of evaluation a- a- as well. But I don't, I don't, there's just so many question marks and so many unknowns. Like you can't even, I don't even want to think about, well, maybe DeAndre Hopkins goes ham because you've got Jalen Ramsey on the other side and some of the yeah. other secondary, like, could this be a Christian Kirk game? I guess. I mean, he's been, he lived on touchdowns through like the middle of the season, but there's just not enough here. You know, maybe Dan Arnold like makes his return. You've seen the Rams. I, I don't know. Um, but from a betting standpoint or a DFS standpoint, I agree that Malcolm Brown is pretty much the only play. And this is more of a game to just sit back and watch and see who's going to end up playing. Uh, I was going to say in January, but we're a week behind the second <laughs> week of January. Yeah, the over-under in this game is 38 and a half. That's one of the lowest of the season. Yeah. So that just is a, yeah, that's a, a stay away if possible in DFS. That's like the, that's as low as the Jets game as well. Yeah, I believe yeah, they have similar, yeah, yeah. similar point total. Yeah. Um, Seattle Seahawks, another NFC West division showdown and the San Francisco 49ers are facing off. I'm sorry that we have to make you talk about this one, Dalton. So why don't you just take the mic and get it out of the way? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of frustrated the Niners even won last week. It's nice to see them playing hard for their coach, but like, I don't know, I'd prefer the, the higher draft pick. Um, the Seahawks <laughs> are playing much better defense. Uh, I, I would lay the points here. Their defense has gone from a sieve to playing quite, quite well recently. Um, I'll give you a DFS sleeper here. Definitely a throw in the dart, throwing the darts here, but Richie James at $14. He had a huge game earlier this season and there'll be no Brandon Ayuk in this game. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how many snaps. George Kittle will play and Bourne is okay, but I believe he's even more expensive and less upside because James can go downfield. So I could see them playing from behind. Yes. The Seattle secondary has played performed better. Jamal Adams is healthier, but if you're looking for a, for a dart, uh, Richie James. I, I think that's a good one. And Seattle obviously has already clinched. So uh, this game is a little bit lopsided in terms of motivation on both sides here. Um, any thoughts, while I have you, this just popped into my head on the quarterback situation in San Francisco. For spinning forward to 2021, and you are the San Francisco uh, season ticket holder. Jimmy G, Collins, uh, CJ Bathard. It sounds like Jimmy G's coming back. I had my eye on Stafford. I'm very interested if there could be a marriage there, possibly. But it sounds like my guy Jimmy G. They're going to run it back with him. Man, can he stay healthy? Now, now the health is is right up there with the performance. So he has a couple question marks there. But just the way they're set up. Now, they could get out of his contract pretty easily. But on the flip side, they have all these veterans in win-now mode. So they're going to what get a rookie quarterback? I mean, and Shannon's system takes— What about a Gardner takes, Minshew? 
And Shanahan's system takes a while to, I mean, if you're comparing Jimmy G to Minch, I'll just pretend you didn't say that, Liz. I'll just, I'll just pretend you didn't, you didn't go there. But uh, come on now. Jimmy, I think they're going to go back with Jimmy Garoppolo. If we're talking names like Minchu here, we're, 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 we're going to stick with Jimmy G one more try. But I, I, I got to say, it's, it's definitely one of the more intriguing offseason situations here because this, this team is loaded with talent. But it's win now mode. You know, all these contracts are coming up yeah. and the, 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 the window to win in the NFL is very short and it's frustrating to lose one of those sh- short brief time periods to, to injury. And yeah, quarterback's kind of an important position. So we'll see what happens. But it does look like now that the odds are Jimmy G's coming back. I think you're right. It's probably going to be Jimmy G. And I don't know why you're so triggered by, by Gardner Minshew. Well, I think if we're talking about the thickness of a Shanahan playbook and we saw Matt Ryan obviously struggle in his first year with Shanahan in Atlanta as the OC. Yep. Yep. I think Minshew is like one of those like weird study, I've met him, like one of those weird study brain guys who can like really get into it. And I mean, his college story shows um, a level of like cerebral thinking that could align very well from a culture perspective with Kyle Shanahan. So I wouldn't write him off just yet. But I think you're probably right. We're all just wish casting a little bit or galaxy braining. That's another 2020 phrase. Um, and it's probably going to be Jimmy G, but it's going to be, I am fascinated to see like Stanford Minshew, Haskins, where some of these guys end up and at what capacity. So year two with Matt Ryan, when he was in Shannon's system, he won the NFL MVP. He did. That's, this would have, this would have been. This would have been year two uh, for Jimmy G's full season starting. So, and it obviously was just ruined by these these ankle injuries. So, uh, we'll we'll see if he can stay healthy and, and absorb all that playbook. A whole nother off season of of doing it. Uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. What a what a frustrating year for as a Niner fan. Uh, yeah, brutal. Move well, on. If you're going to talk about frustrating years, I think that some Philadelphia Eagles fans might say that they've had yeah. it a little bit harder. They are now hosting the Washington football team. And as someone who has been in a long-term relationship with a Washington football team supporter, um, it has been an up and down, like, couple of decades for Washington football team fans. And it's been interesting to see, you know, there are a lot of, like, narratives surrounding the Washington football team. Some of them off the field, not the best. Uh, but on the field, I think the story is obviously the emergence of this young, ferocious, formidable defense coached under Ron Rivera, the former Chicago Bear, the defensive player himself, like all of that happening. But what unexpectedly has occurred is the building of a really exciting and frisky young offensive nucleus. Yes, Terry McLaurin, we knew that was a piece of it, but Antonio Gibson came on and he has some versatility in his skill set, even if he's not being used as much as J.D. McKissick in the in the passing game. And now we have Logan Thomas emerging as well. And I think this team moving forward, I would like to see the Washington football team make the postseason because I think they could play unexpected spoiler and they have a lot of dog in them. Yeah, interesting standalone Sunday night game they chose. I don't think they had any obvious superior options, but the fact that the Eagles, you know, don't have any motivation uh, makes it interesting. But I think they're still going to certainly try for sure. And Jalen Hurts, I'm all in on. Uh, but Washington's defense is the real deal. So this should be a fun matchup because they're going to play hide their offense with a, either a banged up Alex Smith or a Taylor Heineke um, and and. Terry McLaurin uh, might not play in this game. So it is a definitely not 100% Washington offense entering this game. So should be low scoring. Um, obviously, the playoffs are on the line, so it should be fun. Uh, the spreads, uh, what is it, one, I believe? Uh, one and a plus half. one and a half. I would take Philly there, but it's a toss. If I just stay away, whatever, I can see it's going to be a game that's going to come down to a defensive play here or there. Hurts, man. How uh, I, I love this guy. Uh, I'm going to be, where, where are you drafting him next year on your fantasy uh, QB board? Uh, where among quarterbacks, I mean, I think he's going to be in the the top eight for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously, they have to get rid of Wentz somehow, some way. But with the rushing ability we've seen, yeah, Hurts just like that is going to be a top eight guy. I'm with you for sure. Um, also, since we're talking about Hurts, his DFS price is starting to catch up. He's now at yeah. thirty one dollars. You're seeing that yeah. move forward. Though I'm not sure I would be interested in playing him at $31 because of the Washington football team and because the Washington football team like wants to, can you imagine Ron Rivera? Like, again, I know I'm harping on this a little bit, but like what they have endured inside that building, Dan Snyder and his antics, notwithstanding, but like Ron Rivera 
went through chemotherapy. He was getting treatments at halftime. His first, he came into that building, threw out all the damn foos tables and was like, we're not messing around. We are here to install some discipline. Dwayne Haskins understands that perfectly. And I just, I, I am very interested. I would not mess with Jalen Hurts given what kind of speech Rivera must be given, giving to that team, particularly the defense right now. Yeah, I, I like Rivera a lot. Um, and it's just something to, to, to note moving forward. The Niners went from one of the worst defenses in the NFL two years ago. Add a couple guys mm. on that defensive line. You draft Nick Bosa. They became elite. Washington, it was easy to see here. They added a couple guys on the defensive line, including drafting Chase Young. And they went from bottom barrel to, 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 to elite. It's, it's really the guys adding the defensive line can, can really transform a defense overnight. And hoping that one of those first overall picks, you know, the number two overall pick, yeah. if that guy can ROI in a fraction of amount of time, then that's what everybody is hoping for, right? So yeah. there's a lot of good games on week 17. Even if you aren't playing in your redraft league, a lot of good DFS values and intriguing stacks that you could create, pivots that uh, that Dalton and I have discussed, and obviously you want to scooch over to BetMGM, there are some other ways to enjoy the game. Um, you can also enjoy podcasts, lots of them, because guess what? We're here for you in that regard as well. You should check out the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast that I mentioned earlier with Charles Robinson and Therese, Therese Taylor, as well as the Yahoo Sports College podcast. Here, by the way, now is the time. What a crazy college football season, a, a wild college football season. If you want to get caught up, Ahead of the Senior Bowl, everybody knows the Senior Bowl is like my favorite, my favorite outing in, in January. That's an opportunity to do it with Dan Wetzel, Pete Thamel, and Pat Forty. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Yahoo Fantasy. I'm at Liz Loza underscore SF. That's at Dalton Del Don. That's it for our show. We'll be coming back at you Monday and Friday throughout the playoffs. Have a great weekend and kiss 2020 goodbye. We will talk to you in 2021 because we are out. <laughs>